Monday morning with Matt and Kevin. What's in the news? Topics that come up around the dinner table will be given the truth treatment with no punches held and no falsehood left standing. These two will debate real life issues from a Catholic perspective every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern. And now, here are your hosts, Matt and Kevin. Hey, very happy Monday morning to all of you all out there. Hopefully you're enjoying a coffee this morning, sitting back, kicking back, listening to Kevin and Matt, Matt and Kevin on a Monday morning. We're both at least vaguely healthy, healthy enough to be doing a show, which is pretty cool. This time of the year, it is never a guarantee. So I always appreciate when Matt and I both are able to make it on together. And today we're going to talk about, well, something that we know all of you love more than anything else in the world. And that's a little bit of politics. We're going to talk about the Iowa caucuses, um, what's kind of going on in, in uh, yeah, the U.S. political world. There's a pretty fun story about someone selling something of, of Queen Elizabeth II, which is pretty awesome. And then I'm going to have a, I have a surprise question for Matt at the end that he, that he's going to have to I don't know what it answer. Is. He doesn't know what it is. He's going to have to answer wisely, or we may have to find a new co-host. We'll have to you see. Might have uh, to. It's a might have big, to. yeah, it's very, it's going to be high, high stakes. The applications are already done, right, Kev? You already have <laughs> it's it's filled out. I'm just waiting to send it. <laughs> yeah. The contract is signed at the bottom. <laughs> How, Matt, Matt I, have we been doing this a year now? It's pretty close. Over a year, Kev. We is started it over September, a year? Yeah, September 2022. We amazing. are one year and what four months now? Man, that's and longer than very, a lot of that's that's longer than a lot of radio shows. That's actually pretty it impressive. Is. It is. We're doing quite well. Our first episode, actually, remember the whole uh, Miles Rutledge thing? I think yeah. that he made his date. I think he was our first. Uh, he was my first guest, and That's he's doing right. okay. Remember how we thought that he, thought was, he was going to be killed and all that? Yeah, he he's still alive. Uh, he posts on Twitter or um, X or whatever it is. I'd still Twitter to me. He posts on yeah. Twitter, and um, he he even uh, uh, does. He's, he's continuing to do his crazy stuff. I think he last said that he was uh, hanging out with the Taliban <laughs> again. <laughs> he's uh he's he's quite a character he was um he's got some really neat merchandise actually from afghanistan that he sells you could buy it i i was hoping that he would give me something just out of the kindness and gentleness yeah, and, of his heart and i haven't gotten anything yet but he's got some really nice stuff uh from that who who has an opportunity to own uh something from like afghanistan like you know that's just not something that you have like material or so I don't know, maybe maybe someday. He he posted uh, the other day that he was selling his laptop, um, and he said it was invest. This laptop that he's selling has been investigated by the CIA like four times. So it's just pretty funny. <laughs> so yeah, over uh, over a year, we, we we I was actually thinking of this this morning because we changed our format a little bit too. But remember how we used to interview guests and all yeah, that? Yeah, we kind of toned it down to just us. It's too much work. It's, it's too much. I mean, in, in the end, it's kind of like you know, you gotta always find somebody and you gotta coordinate it. And time, I mean, I, yeah, I would always be game. I mean, it's one of those things that people have someone you'd like us to interview or something. I think Matt or I would do it, but it's just man, it's, I, 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 I have it. enough work I, just finding people for a normal interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was fun to do that. I, I, I did yeah. like that aspect of the show, but time zones are difficult and people's schedules are difficult because like totally. you are seven or whatever hours, six or whatever ahead of me. And then, so it's, you know, trying to mix that up with people who are three hours behind me. And it's like, man, you realize that. But it also, it also makes you think how, how much good that the internet does too, you know, like all these, all these things are so possible, which this would have been impossible for just a few days. All those times we talk about, about life back then, 
we wouldn't have this. We wouldn't That's do true. this. So we're we're grateful. We're grateful. Well, if you listen to to Pius XII yeah. and his um, encyclicals on television and on media, I mean, he really does say it. It is a great invention, and it's all mm. a matter of how we use it. And mm. you know, he said it's a, it's a danger, of course, because it. it it's inside our homes, you know, like literally that, it's a part of our families. But, but it's interesting that he says, you know, it is a great tool. I, I don't know if that's the exact quote, but it, it, it does show you that it is not this great evil. It really is truly a tool and it depends on how, how we use it. I was actually thinking about this not too long ago as well, because I grew up um, with a lot of EWTN and I grew up with a ton of uh, uh, Mother Angelica and she, her, her strength was, and, and, and if you relate this to just the way the, the world has evolved and all of that, television isn't as big as it was in the 90s like remember like you were, oh i'm gonna go home and watch tv like that oh, yeah. was that was that was the coolest thing to do and now kids don't do, yeah it is sports <laughs> center yeah they don't, about, <laughs> they don't talk about that anymore uh, kids don't do that stuff They'll, they have their tablets or they, they stream or whatever so local cable and all that was uh, a, a totally different animal back back then home shopping networks and all that right um but ewtn took took hold of that medium because television was really we were past you know the invention of the television we were, we were past putting it in color it was now in people's homes and people had more than just basic channels they had cable and uh ewtn kind of catapulted that in the 80s and uh, mother angelica led that network of Novus ordo conservatism uh into millions of u.s homes so just you it just made me think that using that medium it was peak at that time and i and i don't think that that would work anymore we've so moved past the cable kind of you know, age of people listening to the podcast and streaming and all that. Um, you know, well, and, and, and so what and, you and see, what you see is, is yeah, sorry, so. but what you, what you see with the Novus Ordo is that they, they tried to, to get on TikTok and stuff. And so when they do uh, that, you know, it's so, right, exactly. So they try to get on TikTok and they try to act like people on TikTok. And it's like, well, again, here, here's the great failure of the Novus Ordo, right? That we need to become like the world in order to connect yes. with people. It's like, that's not what the church does the, the church is is always needs to be separate from the world and needs to be you know one holy catholic apostolic and certainly not doing stupid dances by priests on on tiktok and they, they just don't, they don't get it because well because they don't they, they don't have the faith they don't you know they don't it made me it. think and i and i came every now and then you know here's what's what's great too about running and having a twitter account is i'll forget that I'll forget that a document or a letter or an encyclical or whatever existed. And then it'll pop into my memory and then I'll just search my own name. Cause I know I've tweeted about it. I'll search my own name with those words and I'll find like, Oh, I remember talking about this whole thing. And it, and it brought me back to a memory because these TikTok videos of these Novus Ordo priests doing these very strange dances. I don't know if you've seen them, but I posted one. One of them was doing the sign of the cross benediction as a, as a dance to some hip hop music or whatever. And it's like, you know, uh, and, and it made me think, and this didn't come to mind when I was watching the videos, but um, the other day I was driving and um, I was thinking about uh, Pius X for some reason. He was just on my mind and I was thinking about some of his works and then it clicked in my mind because I remember Mario read it on one of his podcasts. And so I remember tweeting about it. Um, he had a, a, um, a work called a Letter to Priests. And I was like, oh, let me let me reread that um, the other day. So I, I pulled it up and St. Pius X talks about um the dignity owed to the priest and the way he carries himself and the way he behaves and the way he speaks and the way he moves and the way not just saying mass but just in in, in everyday life and um he talks about sanctity and virtue and, and and decorum and all of these things and it's like wow you know uh this, this letter needs to be 
put out there again for people to read. It's just simply called Letters to Priests. You can, it's very short, you can Google it. Um, but it's his stern warning. And then that, that snowballed, no pun intended, that has been snowing here, uh, uh, that snowballed into me reading a work of his called, uh, it's in French, I think he, he called it in French, but it, in English it would be called um, Our Apostolic Mandate. Um, and it's just so beautiful and so rich. And it, and it almost, it made me quite sad because the, the document written by Pius X was so full of Catholicity and so full of zeal to the one true faith and so full of zeal and love and 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 just like this overwhelming joy of the, the supremacy of the Roman pontiff. These documents are just beautiful. And, and you, you think of what is happening now, like we read last week, what did Francis say? God is dreaming and all of that. Like who, the, the Holy Spirit is blowing. Who comes up with these things? So anyway, just a little rant there. That, no, uh, no, that, I, that I, I poured on the caucus, Kev. Should we jump to the yeah, caucus? Yeah, caucus. Wait, 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 we're eight and a half minutes in it. How do you start I... about talking about politics, Matt? Come on. Yes, I know. That was our Gosh. that was our topic today. Okay. <laughs> so so I, I honestly have not even, Kept I don't that. really pay attention. I, I, the, the last four years, I've honestly been pretty tuned out to politics, at least the last two. I so, just don't, I just don't really care, but, but I should, I mean, I, I do need to get honestly a little bit back. I need to get at least aware enough to, to know what's going on. So it's, it's good. I'm glad we're doing this because I, I have really almost zero idea of what's been going on with the, the caucuses and what's going on. Yeah. And in, in the election, this, this is such an unprecedented primary. And, you know, I'm thinking back in, in, in my own experiences, thinking about previous primaries and all that. And there's, you know, quite a battle up until really Super Tuesday, it's called, which is in what, March, maybe or April, I forget, but really a battle between candidates seeking their own nomination. And we might have uh, an instance, Kev, where Donald Trump wins all 50 states as a challenger. Joe Biden's the incumbent. Uh, as a challenger, this this is unprecedented. I mean, his numbers that came up in Iowa, and I, and I want to go through them in a little bit, but his numbers in Iowa were record-setting. No candidate has told, ha, did has done so well um, in the Iowa caucus. And not only that, but his two main challengers now, the rest, I believe, have jumped out, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Now, you would think that their strongholds would probably be in their own state, right? Nikki Haley was a very successful, well-liked governor of South Carolina. And Ron DeSantis was a very, very, very successful governor. And again, well-liked governor of Florida. Look at the polls for the primary in those two states. Trump is beating DeSantis in Florida by like 30 points. Hmm. And Trump is beating Nikki Haley in South Carolina by like 30, 40 points. I mean, these are these these are the, the, the states of these, own, of, of these other candidates. We are probably looking at a 50-state sweep for Donald Trump. That is unprecedented. The only challenge that he has is Tuesday, is tomorrow. Um, of New Hampshire, uh, and where Nikki Haley does very, very well in polling, and he has a 17, 18 point lead over her there. I mean, these numbers are just wild. So I wanted to break apart a little bit um, the actual exit numbers, because I think these are very telling. Now, I don't have 2016 in front of me, but Donald Trump has, has really boosted his likability um, among all demographics and among all certain uh types of voters uh he was polling quite for example in in 2016 evangelicals he didn't do so well with that voting block did extremely well here um and what i've noticed if you listen to his his um victory speech and all of that he has completely pulled away from the 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 verbiage that he used in 2016. he has not used those nicknames of crooked hillary half a candidate k6 little mark over he has not done that and they were funny okay. but 
he hasn't used it at all. He 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 actually said, um, I am competing against very talented politicians, very talented and, and good people. His tone has changed, and I uh -huh. think that people have they don't have anything to throw against him here. So Smart. let me just go through some. Yeah, I I think it probably. I mean, it was funny to hear. You know, I mean, I think I think it was kind of funny back then. But overall, it it doesn't do well when he does it. Well, well if you think about it, I think Trump Trump got in in sixteen partly because of his personality, and he was just he was so different. He was so extreme. People were. Kind of like I, at first they're like, okay, he's not. There's no way he can actually win. And then his yeah. personality just won it for him. But I think I think the interesting thing now, eight years later, is that we see that well, Trump was good enough at least economically, and Biden has been such a disaster that I think people, I think he really truly can just run on his record primarily. I mean, I think there's a lot of issues, you know, his his COVID, you know, stances, etc. But but I think he, he's learned that. <laughs> His his personality was what cost him a lot of 2020. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I, I I mean if you call it a fair election Probably. or not, it, yeah, exactly. I think part of it was his his unlikability. So it's it, it's, it's very interesting. I, I had not heard that. That that's a. Uh, good insight. Probably yeah, probably. And they mentioned this too in one of the the um, the on air commentaries was that he's the only candidate um, in this race who doesn't need to talk about what he will do. He can talk about what he's done, and that yeah. is an entirely different approach. And he has. And um, so here's some numbers I wanted to go through. Maybe if you want to, you know, anything that stands out to you. So um, uh, are you a white, born again, evangelical Christian? So for those voters who said yes, 53% went Trump, 27% uh, DeSantis, 13% Nikki Haley. College graduate, 37% Trump, um, which was the highest. No college degree, almost 70% for Donald Trump. Um, now, these, these numbers here um, are interesting, too. So are you between the age of 17 and 44? Those numbers went 34% Trump, 29% DeSantis. Pretty close. Are you 45 years or older? 56 Trump, 19% Haley in the second place. Do you consider yourself, now after this one, there's a really interesting one. Do you consider yourself liberal, moderate, somewhat conservative, or very conservative? 52% of Iowans consider themselves as very conservative, and that went 61% Trump, 26% DeSantis, 5% Nikki Haley. Those people who consider themselves moderate or in the middle, only 20% Trump, 63% Nikki Haley. So if you, if you think about it, in 2016, Donald Trump's base was not the the far right people who call themselves very conservative that was that was more ted cruz even maybe marco rubio a little bit but but that was more so like that 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 um i don't know like that 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 ted cruz block of, of kind of voter who might cock be even a little bit now he is doing extremely well with those who consider themselves very very conservative like that is that is quite a jump for him here is what's what what stood out the most to me from the exit polls do you think Joe Biden legitimately legitimately won the 2020 election? Yes or no? 66% of Iowa voters said no. Crazy. Almost 70% of voters wow. the other uh, last week said that Joe Biden did not win. Only 29%, 29% said Joe Biden won fairly in 20 and 2020. Breaking apart those numbers for those who said no. Um, 70% went to Trump. Um, for those who said, yes, Joe Biden did legitimately win, um, Trump does poorly. He did 11% uh, with that, 53% Nikki Haley. If, how about this? 
if Donald Trump is convicted by a court of a crime, is he still fit for the presidency? 65% of voters said, yes, of course he is. And 72% of those voters said Trump would be their number one choice. Only 30% said no. Are you favor of banning abortion nationwide? 61% of Iowans said yes. They favor a nationwide ban on abortion. Who do they trust to do it? Donald Trump, 55%. Now, that, he, he, he has been totally against that. I think if you want to focus on abortion as an issue alone, I think DeSantis might be a stronger candidate um, in terms of wanting to implement more stricter, restric stricter restrictions across the, the landscape. Only 25% went for uh, DeSantis, for those who favor a nationwide ban. Um, what is the most important issue to you? The economy was number one at 38% of voters. Donald Trump easily won that. For those who said, and I'll just jump to this because we were just mentioning it, for those who said abortion is the most important issue, um, only 11% of voters said that. Um, it was heavily DeSantis, 46% to 25% Trump. Um, one more thing that I wanted to touch on really quick. What candidate quality matters the most to you? So the question, the options were, this candidate shares my values. This candidate has the right temperament. This candidate fights for people like me. And this candidate can defeat Biden in the general election. Most people said the candidate quality that matters most to me is that he or she shares my values. And Donald Trump won that easily, 43%, and DeSantis is 31%. We're inversed here, has the right temperament. So 11% of Iowans say that the most important characteristic and a trait characteristic in a candidate uh, is that he has the right temperament. Only 10% said Donald Trump has the right temperament. 66% of those 11% of voters said Nikki Haley um, would be their, their choice. And then I'll just jump here. Who can defeat Joe Biden in November? For, now, this is the guy uh, who, who Joe Biden just said that he was a congressman the other day, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, can defeat Biden. 14% of Iowans said this is the most important issue to me, and Donald Trump won that, 40% uh, to Nikki Haley's 33%. So Donald Trump was just, and, and, and they don't have it here at the screen I'm looking at, but they showed it on uh, the network that I was watching. Um, in all of these groups that he did well on, and even won in 2016, um, he improved on in 2024, or uh, yeah, in 2024. Uh, this 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 cycle, so he has really emerged as a favorite of conservatives, which wasn't really the case. It, it took time in 2020 because he was seen by the, the far right went to really Cruz and all that. I remember that being really a big thing, and a lot of those Ted Cruz voters, which was a fairly big demographic, were never Trump, and now they kind of mm -hmm. so it's just interesting. I I think that whole um, the 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 exit polling of did Donald Trump legitimately win the 2020 I'm sorry, did Joe Biden legitimately win the 2020 election? Almost 70% of voters said no. Well, these are registered Republicans, by the way, so to keep that in mind, it's not overall, but um, that's some that's still striking numbers, right? It's, it's, it's still stark, and obviously they they, they favored Trump. So what's, what's odd to me, and the last thing I want to say here, is if when you get past all of this, Vivek Ramaswamy has dropped out, and he has repeatedly said that the, that the, that the machine is trying to push in Nikki Haley, because they use her as a puppet. He has said that. Um, when you look at national polls of Biden and Trump, um, or Biden and Haley, Nikki Haley does the best. She defeats him easily. By, by, it's like an eight to 10 point national lead with Nikki Haley. Mm. Trump and Biden teeter back and forth. 
um, as to who has now that obviously that doesn't matter. It's, it's the electoral votes that count, not the popular vote. But it, I found that quite strange that Nikki Haley beats him pretty handedly um, overall. And I think that's only because of her appeal to ind she's going to uh, those independent block voters um, are going to Joe Biden is not like he's an easily he's, he's very <laughs> I think like we, anybody should be able to beat him. Um, well, that's what we said in 2020 again, right? right? I mean, right. That, that's the, but I mean, I mean, and it's, it's a well, that's the worry, right? And the issue is that you look at 2020, whatever you want to believe, rigged or not. I mean, Trump, the, factually, Trump was having these rallies of 80,000 people, and Biden was hiding in his basement for the last month. That that is a fact. That was that was what they was were. happening. They were, and supposedly Biden had a better turnout than Obama. Um, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So, wait, you... yeah. Uh, so, so let's see, let's see what happens this time. I mean, do, have do I have had... any actual faith that it's going to be a fair election? I mean, why should I? I don't think 2020 was. So. Have you ever caucused? I forget if you've actually done that. There's no, no, your family has. My family has. Cause there's they're in Iowa. caucuses. My family's in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. I don't What do you think about the, the So a caucus is like, you have to go. And you have to fill out a paper and they hold up your vote. It's very different from a primary. You don't just go to the voting booth and vote, right? I believe it's very different. I think a caucus. So it's, it's I never, really I, as you said, I've, I've never done it, but it's a good question. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Anyone yeah. who's done it, yeah, in the comment section, tell, tell us exactly what you do at a caucus. Yeah. It's, they're, it's they're drawn out. It's not, they're, I believe they are hand counted uh, very slowly and they actually take your vote and they hold it up and they announce your. And I'll still sign me up. We need more of that type of stuff. More, we need we need more of that. Yeah, so tomorrow. let's not get voting machines that have uh, you know technology that's shipped in from Russia. Is that you know these these uh, things that are just like un, unimaginable? <laughs> it's like, right. hey, <laughs> yeah, so we have all these voting machines and they have a software. Hey, who made the software? China. Yeah. Well, that's a, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's just we are so dumb. We, we are the dumbest nation on earth. I think sometimes, I mean, it's just, you can really get a wonder or it's rigged, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the two, but, but I, it is one of those things. And I got to plug man. I have to plug now that we're talking about politics. I think this week we're going to publish a podcast about the morality of voting. Um, I did, oh. I recorded that show with father Stephen McKenna and Louis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Um, and I want to say it right now, there are moral theologians who, say under certain circumstances it is a mortal sin not mm. to vote now it's more nuanced than that but i'm going to put you guys on a cliffhanger and you're going to have to listen to the show to figure out what exactly it's saying now it's not an obligation to vote but it can be it depends it, it all depends on the circumstance and why you're not voting so so it's, listen to that one it, it, it's it's really worth it for anyone who cares about it who's you know on the fence you know oh you know it's there's no sense in it you know Really good show. Really um, full of information. Highly recommend it. That should be out this week. I don't know, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, one of these days. Um, but uh, pretty interesting stuff. And, and it, but and I think it's a. I feel like in the end, good. really, to me, it's a, it's it's the fourth commandment. You know, it's it's the 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 necessity to be patriots, which is a really interesting thought. I think this is a recent thing, though, too. Like I don't I don't remember even say Catholics. Um, uh, uh, some time ago, you know, saying that America was founded on X, Y, and Z, therefore a Catholic must abstain from voting. I, I feel like that move, this movement is fairly new. I don't know, maybe it's yeah, new, it's, a, it's, a, it's the black, it's the black pilled movement. It, it's Twitter. I, I, I honestly, I think Twitter is everybody voted is a big part of it. That I think, I think, I, it, at least that's where I've seen it the most, where people really get into this 
black-pilled, rotten-minded, you know, I hate my country, my country is terrible, so why should I care? Mm. And it's actually a very dangerous and very bad mindset. It mm. just is. So, I mean, if you don't care for your country, who will? And that, that comes straight from our last true quote, mm-hmm. as well. So doesn't mean you have to vote. So again, this is new. It is nuanced. Go listen to the show once it's published. So it's, it's not saying you have to, but it, but it's a very interesting, very interesting topic. And I, and I think it's, again, part of what we talked about in the show is how important it is to be informed. And that's why I appreciate Matt, you doing this research and, and looking into this stuff, because this is good stuff to just understand. You don't have to like Donald Trump. That is definitely not what either of us is saying, but it's interesting to see that it's going to be Donald Trump. And it's going to be like, if it's, Matt, if it's Joe Biden again, I, I it's like they may as well just dig up a corpse. I mean, that's barely joking. That's barely, that's no, like seriously is. almost not a joke. I mean, it's like, I mean, you really could just have anybody. I, I The guy can barely even think anymore. It's it's bizarre. Would, How is our country to a point where you could actually put up Biden, who is practically a corpse, and, and actually think he might win? It's, it's absolute insanity, Matt. At any time before the last 10, 15 years, it would have been a laughing stock. It would have been a right. joke. It would have been, um, so this is obviously running unopposed. Right. Right. And now somehow it's like, well, Biden could win. Come on. It's such really, a, it is really, it is really ugh, such a farce. But I still very much believe in voting personally. I, I think it's a very important thing. And, and I think that, again, personally, Donald Trump is surely the lesser of two evils when you compare him to a Joe Biden or Michelle Obama or whoever it actually Nancy ends Pelosi. up being. Where is Nancy Pelosi, by the way? I have not heard from her. Maybe, ah, that's a good question. She's right? dead. She, there are a bunch of these people who just disappeared, didn't they? Boy, they just, I remember there was all the, the, the buzz in the Congress and then, yeah, right? Nancy Pelosi has, has disappeared. Let me jump to Kev. I found this really interesting uh, news story that we kind of mentioned when we when we started. So this guy here, a 26-year-old, so this is taking place in, in, uh, in, in England, a 26-year-old man uh, tried to sell a stick <laughs> on eBay <laughs> that he claimed was a walking stick used by Queen Elizabeth II and has been sentenced for defrauding eBay or buyers. So this guy... He claimed on his on his eBay page that he was no. This is a 26 year old dude, you know, young guy being funny. Claimed that he was a senior footman. His title, I, I don't even know if that's a thing. At Windsor Castle, sounds British. <laughs> and he was able to acquire a walking stick held by Queen Elizabeth II, and the auction had reached 686 U.S. dollars before the, the listing was canceled because the police. <laughs> note is uh of his work uh, and then it says here he used the death of her majesty queen elizabeth to try and hoodwink the public with a fake charity auction fueled by greed and a desire for attention uh i just came across that and i had to share it because i i i the the, the reason why this stood out to me was because how did he get this idea do you think that like he was walking one evening on his own he saw a stick on the ground he goes i know let me pretend that this stick right. belongs to Queen Elizabeth. And I would have put it on eBay. Right. So he convinced people that he was a senior footman at Windsor Castle. Maybe he got hoodwinked at one point and bought some something fake. And he's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try this myself. I, get it myself. I, I mean, here's the question Who is really more at fault here? The, the guy who did it or the people who are going to Why would buy you want it? I mean, it's that? like. Why, well, and why would you believe? I mean, I mean it's, it's really one of those crazy things about the internet. It's like, well, it says it here, and so 
obviously it's right. true you know what i mean yeah it, it's just it's it is a wild thing but but i mean it, you hear these stories of people who i i heard a story the other day i don't i don't remember where on a podcast or something of a guy who became i think he, he became some sort of even tenured doctor somehow hmm. and he got there oh, yeah. by just lying like his resume like he just literally any, made yeah. up a resume just made it up and actually from just a fake resume went and got a job in a hospital I remember like, this doing thing surgeries yeah. ended up kill i think he ended up killing people and and maiming people and obviously horrible horrible stuff but he all he did was like write a resume people. and these hospitals just bought it it's crazy i, I would say I well you hear the story of the guy who sold the eiffel tower three times you know it's like well <laughs> i mean heck if you can but it's like you know. you've got to provide documentation and, and all of these things so like how he just got there i do remember that story and you're right he i believe he was a surgeon i, I think that was the, the case and this guy had no nothing at all whatsoever he just no and he was there was another funny story i forget where i came across it but it was about a, a, a couple um who lied about um a death in the family and they were collecting hundreds of thousands of dollars and it was all fake it was just all all, all made up so I don't know people are able to forge things and, and, and get stuff done and all of that. Don't trust the internet, guys. Okay, me. now I, I know the Matt's gonna go here pretty quick. So sure. So Matt, I got a question for you. Okay, so right. so do you think that children should say Mr. and Mrs. last name to someone who is you know their parents' age or or higher? Yes. Or should they call no, them yeah, that first? No, time? absolutely. My I, I, um that was huge for me growing up you had to say mr or mrs that was extremely yeah, disrespectful you would never even think and i even think as a kid i think that was just like i didn't even need to be told that it was just common sense you you would think that as a child like for me i wouldn't dare say like my neighbor's first name like at all that was that was extremely disrespectful um yeah that's that's an easy one for me yes mr or mrs uh, is definitely you, and, and that that has gone away now. By the way, people I've seen young. It seems like it. That's and, the question. Or they'll, yeah. or they'll even say Mr. <laughs> first names, like Mr. Ke oh, I'm going over Mr. Kevin's house. You know, I'm going over Mrs. Mm -hmm. Mrs. I don't know, Mrs. Um, uh, Lorraine's house or whatever. Like uh, even like that. Like it, it was. It was always Mr. Last name, Mrs. Last name. Right. And so, so here's no, the next okay. question. I guess if if a kid comes up to you and says, "Hi, Matt." Do you correct him and say, "Hey, no, that's Mister." And what? In what role? Like me being? Yeah, I, I don't know. Any it's, role? Let's, yeah, let's say it's it's a kid at church. Mm. You know, it's a kid who's a you know, ten year old and says, "You know, hey Matt, how are you doing?" Do you correct him? Because I think this is really the, the interesting mm. question that it's like. Okay, I mean, because I agree with you, I, I'm totally with you. I, I would never have used first name, but now yeah, the, I think it's kind of a crisis. It is a crisis. That's too strong, but I mean. It is a thing in society now that it's becoming more and more that you call everyone by their first name. If you're a five-year-old, you know, you call a 40-year-old Kevin. But <laughs> right. how, how do we right. change that if we don't correct them? So I think that's really – and I, I've had it the same. You're, you know, and it's a little different here in Germany, but, I mean, it's the same issue. So if someone calls me Kevin, it's almost my responsibility to correct them and say, no, sorry, you know, hmm. you need to call me Mr. Davis. Right. And, and I think it's a – but that's tough because it is kind of like, a, oh, do I want to deal with this? Is this a fight I'm going to fight? So, what would it, would would you do that? Do you think? I think it would depend on my relationship with the kids. Like, I, I feel like if it was somebody that I knew I would know, or somebody that I know, like, um, if I had children that the, my children would interact with, then yeah, I would definitely correct that. But if it was just maybe something in passing, I, I don't know if I would say anything. 
I, I, I would agree with you that it needs to happen, but I don't know if I would pick that fight with somebody who I just mm-hmm. met would probably ever see again. But I think like if, if sure. you're at a community like your 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 chapel or wherever, um, then that should certainly be 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 addressed. And it, even like um, I remember being a kid and going over friend's house and all of that, and um, you know just spending time with with kids outside of school or whatever. We always called each other's moms by Mrs. Blank, and then if, you know right. I went over to their house. Um, I had a good friend who lived close to me and I would visit even maybe once because we were very familiar with each other. It's not like we saw each other rarely. I would probably go for his house once a week almost uh, just to hang out uh, after school. And I would always call her Mrs. Last Name. And then, you know, right. and then my mom would come to pick me up after school and he would say, oh, Mrs. Last Name is, is how you do it. That, that was just common. Right. It, it almost didn't. It, sure. it was just normal. You didn't think. It, well, I, 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 I try know. to think about it now. Even thinking about it makes me like queasy, like, like thinking it calling calling my you know my yeah the, the the parents of my friends calling their first name is like oh it it's like ugh, i can't even imagine it but but now again we can't blame the kids it's not the kids yeah, they fault they're right. calling everyone by their first name right, right. we can't you can't blame kids on pretty much anything you know i mean everything is is a result and not everything but every, you guys know what i'm saying yeah I mean, it's the result of their environment and especially their raising it, it is you know who is telling them what is good what is bad what should they do because they they need to be given the rules and that's the question. I mean, how how much do we need to be saying? To, I mean, I got a couple of kids, so I mean, do I need to be telling them, "Hey, I don't want to hear you saying first names," you mm-hmm. know? Even though here in Germany, as I think in the U.S., it's getting more and more accustomed oh, yeah. oh, to yeah. call everyone by their first names. But but I think that is a problem because you lack the respect. You're you're you're, you're making a a you're letting a gap disappear that shouldn't disappear. Hmm. There is a respect difference and there still is. When I went back to the U S and saw again, the parents of my friends, I didn't go and say, Hey, Joe, you know, I said, Hey, (laughs) Mr. Because there is still that respect level. And And I think there always will be, I'll be 50 and they will be 90 or whatever. And I'll still say Mr. And Mrs. And that's, I I think that is the respect that they deserve and that they've earned. And it's the respect that, I not because of me myself as a person, but because of I am just simply older than them. They it's an earned position in life that that you have to respect it. And I think I think it's a it's a it's something that's being lost. Still the same with me. If I go back to when I was very young and I would call somebody Mister and Mrs. If I run into them somehow some way today, I still I I can't use the first name. It doesn't it doesn't right. it doesn't even want to come out. Like I feel like very awkward and and even thinking about saying it. So. Um, yeah, and they don't correct me. You. You know, I've, I've very rarely, I have had it corrected, but very rarely. Um, they'll, yeah. they'll say no, call me, you know, John. But no, very, for the most part, they, they just accept it. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. We got to put a poll out. We should put a poll out. Yeah, everyone, let, let us know in the comments section. I, I, I posted on Facebook um, the question, and it was mm. last time I looked at it, it was 100% in agreement with us, which is pretty interesting. I, I actually expected more disagreement but everybody is saying so should be mr and mrs and if that's the case we have to be really strong with our kids and make sure that they do it and and, and it's mm-hmm. the same you know with you know when i was a kid my, with my parents i had to say yes sure yes sir no ma'am mm. you know yes ma'am no sir and and that's something that that i have a hard time with my kids i i, I make them say yes daddy it's like you know what these words matter mm-hmm. like there, there's a really good thing about this quote-unquote old-fashioned way of speaking that, that really, it's just more powerful. There's something more powerful about saying yes, sir, than yes, daddy. And, and I, it's something it I, I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. But it is, it's just more respect. And it, it's good yeah. for the kids. They need to learn yeah. that 
hey, I am not equal with the the, the parents of my friends at right. all. They are above me and I am below them in the hierarchy of society. And that's something that people need to respect more. And, and, and we're going to we're gonna have to work on that, everybody. So let's uh, comment. Yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about the caucuses. Anything else we've talked about? Let us know if you want us to talk about any topics for for next week. Hopefully, we're both still healthy next <laughs> Monday. Um, I guess we'll find out. Man, Matt, uh, Lent is fast approaching. That's a um, couple weeks. That's always always exciting. And then actually, something too. Everyone in the comment section, let us know if you'd be interested in us doing another um, Lent around the world, um, where we had people from all over the world reading sections out of their favorite Lenten books mm. and publishing a video per day. We did that our first year of the po- or second year of the podcast, maybe. Um, it's a lot of work, but pretty neat. Some really good stuff. Um, let us know if that's something you'd be interested in us doing as well. Matt, as always, it's been fun. We'll see you next week. Make the world Catholic again.